0: Hey, and welcome to another Outside the Box, addressing the fears of many. Today's topic is Use of Force. Policing has become a very controversial issue these days as more and more people, especially black, indigenous, and other people of color, die at the hands of cops. Part of the problem is that police have a use of force policy that allows them to choke, assault, and shoot others in what cops think is self-defense. And in most cases, they're immune from prosecution. There are plenty of situations which police feel are potentially dangerous. I looked through records from 2015 to 2020 and found 30 cases of documented police use of force throughout Maine, shooting at someone who they said was threatening either the officer, usually, or someone else. You can get a list going back to 2005 about 100 incidents by contacting the Attorney General's office in Maine. In more than half of those cases, about 18 out of 30, police shot and killed one or two people. In most of the other incidents, a person was wounded, and in about three, shots were fired, but no one was hurt. According to reports, many victims were waving a gun or knife at police or someone else. Most expressed agitation, angry at police, not wanting to drop a gun or knife when told to do so, not obeying commands to come out of a house or do something that would reduce the perceived threat to police. In about half the cases, the person who appeared to be a threat was likely using the police to commit suicide. When then Attorney General Janet Mills looked at cases from 2015 and 2016, Mills noted that, quote, mental health issues dominate these incidents, end quote. So did drug or alcohol use, and some involved domestic violence. Follow-up reports noted that the victim had expressed suicidal threats to family or friends or directly to police. However, not every shooting victim got their wish of dying from a police bullet. Of the remaining cases, almost every one was described as including excessive alcohol or drug use, past or current mental health issues such as PTSD, recent domestic violence charges, failed relationships, and or family squabbles. Police training encourages cops to assume the worst, that they're in danger and can legitimately use their gun to protect themselves. The Supreme Court case of Graham v. Connor, 1989, backs that up. But how many cops actually were in danger Would those who wanted to commit suicide actually hurt a police officer all 30 officers were cleared of any wrongdoing by the attorney general their actions were considered a legitimate use of force mostly based on threats to those officers or a threat to others unfortunately the reports provide no analysis on what could have been done differently to prevent the use of force in the first place. Would a friend, relative, or neighbor, or a trained mental health worker who intervened have made a difference? Perhaps, but we can't know, because police took control of the situation. Of course, there may have been many other situations where police did not have, have to fire a weapon because some family member or friend, or even a cop with a cooler head, de-escalated the crisis. Use of force is not just about firing a weapon. There are plenty of instances where police use tasers or tear gas and hurt others who might not have been cooperative enough. Again, if it's in the line of duty... It's not something that can gener- that can generally be prosecuted because of qualified immunity given to officers, however, use of force policies and police immunity are coming under increased scrutiny. I'll look at that in another outside the box. What do you think of the current use of think of the current use of force policies by police. Should they be changed? I'm Larry Danzinger. Knowing some of my distrust of police is about their use of force.